To be epic, you have to master the matrix of fundamentals. Let's take a shortcut to the summit. Welcome to Launch Code with Jennifer Jones. much for joining us whether you're watching us live on a wednesday night with some crazy crazy weather in st louis or you're watching this on demand later my name is jennifer jones i am the creator of launch code and ignite and launch i'll tell you a little bit about myself before i introduce lauren to all of you so launch code is something i developed about a year ago because I think that network marketing is the future. I believe in this platform 100% in this way of working business. And I've watched a lot of people that make a lot of money in this industry. And I've tried to learn from them. And what I realized is no one ever shares the tactical stuff. They don't share what they actually do day to day. It's all this theory-based coaching. Oh, just reach out to people. Oh, just grow your social media. Oh, but there was no how and why behind their success. And part of me thought it was luck. Part of me thought it was luck, but I'm like, that can't be, there can't be multimillionaires and billionaires across the board in network marketing based upon luck alone. So I started talking with people and I realized that there actually is no luck involved, especially no luck for Lauren. When you hear her story, you guys aren't going to believe it. It's actually hard work doing the same thing every day, day in and day out with tenacity and without fear. So I created Launch Code to bring the best and the brightest in network marketing to you. It's a little intimate live Zoom. It's not a dusty podcast where I can kind of Larry King live these people in front of um, a, a group of followers and get their real answers in the moment. So there's a bunch of other launch codes you can access with people from different multi-level marketing companies. I guarantee you, you'll walk away inspired and you will have learned something you can take back to your business or take back to your team. A little bit about launch code. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Lauren. Lauren, this is a true honor to have you on tonight. So tell us a little bit about you, where you live, what you're like, all that stuff. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I I said earlier today, I have admired you from afar just as an entrepreneur and as a mom and just as a pretty much overall badass. So thank you so much for having me. My name is Lauren Casmatis. I am from St. Louis, Missouri as well. I have three boys. I am a wife of a photographer. I'm a former elementary school teacher. And then I like to add some things that I love. I love sushi. I love wine. I love travel. I love musicals, a little bit about me. And honestly, I love this industry and this life that we have built. Um, when I found network marketing, it came into my life about 10 years ago. I was pregnant with my second son. I was teaching fifth grade and... And I actually have my master's degree to be an administrator. I thought I was going to be a principal and that education was where I was going to be for life. And, um, you know, if anybody has had kids in daycare, you know how expensive that is. And I knew that I needed something extra. I started freaking out. My husband was a graphic designer. I was a teacher and I'm thinking, you know, do I stay home? Do I go to work? If I work, it's so expensive to pay for daycare. What do I do? And I saw my friend posting on social media. She was sharing products. She was earning bonuses. She was having fun. She was doing all of the things. And I really thought if, if she could do it with zero experience, then why not me? And I knew instantly that that was something that I would be successful at. I just really didn't question it for a minute because I truly believed that anybody like, cause she's just a normal girl. Right. And she got to the top of this company and she was killing it. And she was earning these bonuses and 
And she was making all of my dreams come true. I was just watching her do it, right? Her life was unfolding before me and all of the wants and needs that I had, I was imagining myself in her shoes. And so I jumped in and I just did all the things that she told me to do. I, you know, after 18 months, pretty much everything had changed. I had desires I didn't even know that I had. I never wanted to stay home. I wanted to be a working mom. I wanted to be a principal, like I mentioned. And then all of a sudden that baby that I was pregnant with was a year and I just wanted to be with him. I was so sick of missing stuff in my kids' lives, those special milestones. My oldest son was three and I think that it was Mother's Day tea that literally threw me over the edge. I have no clue why they would have scheduled it in the middle of a work day where moms couldn't even make it, like working moms couldn't make it. And it just made me so furious that my son didn't have his mom there. And it's like, I am, dang it, I'm, I'm going to walk away. And I did something that people thought I was insane to walk away from my teacher's retirement, my pension, my benefits, all of the things to throw myself into this network marketing business. But it, it, it paid off tenfold, not only because of the accolades that came along with, you know, my journey. I, I did earn the cruises and the trips. I walked across the stage. I earned the trophies. I joined the millionaire club. All those things happened for me and my journey. But more than that, I was able to own my time. I had choices and options that I had just craved for so, so long. And so that's pretty much my journey. I mean, it's been nine years, almost 10 years since I was introduced to network marketing without one, one little bit of experience. And I just can tell you, honestly, I'll never go back. Okay. There's so much to dissect there. My favorite thing that you said was that this girl that you saw on social media that attracted you with, it was almost like attraction marketing. It sounds like Lauren, but she was just a normal girl, right? She was just a normal girl that was kind of doing it before you. And I think Lauren, this is something that we get all in our heads about that we want to show up perfectly. We want the house to be clean. We want to know how to do all those cool things on Instagram and make the cool emotional videos. And we all want to be hugging, you know, on the beach somewhere. And we, we think all of these things, but that's not what attracted you to this girl in this company. It was just because she was normal and it, it seemed like it was something you could do, right? Yes. The other thing I want to point out is being a teacher. um, I think about this all the time with teachers because they can never attend their kids' school programs or functions because they're teaching, right? Because they're teaching. And something I wanted you to speak a little bit about is obviously you were a teacher because you love children, you love educating. It's such a noble profession that's so massively underpaid. So when you started in network marketing, were you thinking this is my way out or were you thinking I'll just do both forever? What were you? 100%. Yeah. Great question. I thought that I would do both. I never could imagine myself leaving education. I wanted to be a teacher ever since I was a little girl. It's one of those professions that like, you know, you're five or five years old and I want to be a teacher when I grow up. And that was it. And I realized very quickly that I loved teaching, but when I started to kind of 
lean towards administration. You know, you have to get your master's degree in something to go up the pay scale. What's it going to be? And I knew that leading adults was something that I felt a passion. So I think that was my first stirring that kind of led me in this direction. I started taking different courses and to be a teacher, let's be honest, you're in sales every single day. I'm selling those lessons real hard. I'm selling the importance of volunteering to the parents. You are on stage, right? You are presenting. And so I, I kind of look back at my past and see all these little stepping stones that led me here. But I definitely never thought I knew I would be successful, but I never thought that I would leave education just because that was such a passion in my life. But let's be honest, the money wasn't there. And when I started doing both and I quickly out-earned my teaching salary with this industry and I realized this is more fun, um, this is less stress. My family gets a better version of me because then I started getting to the point where it's like, now I have two kids. I'm trying to balance work. I'm trying to visit, you know, balance my side hustle. I want to be a wife and a friend and a daughter and all of these things. You know, I don't believe that there's a such thing as balance, but I do think that we can do our best, right? In all these areas, it started to really drain me. And I just thought education will always be here. I have to take this risk. I have to take this jump. This moment is right here for me right now. My family needs me. My husband was so encouraging. He's like, girl, go for it. And people thought I was literally insane. Just like she lost her marbles. Can't believe she thinks she's going to sell things on the internet. She's going to leave all of this retirement money and the, you know, the, all the incentives. And when I say incentives, benefits of being a teacher and summers off and all the things that we think. And guys, I just, I have not regretted it for one instant, not one moment. Let's go back. So you said it's been nine years since the first company, right? Since you joined with the first company. So let's think tactically. And you might have to dust some cobwebs off here because the internet, like Facebook was definitely a thing then, but did they teach you to sell on Facebook? Did they teach you to have parties? Like did, how did that actually get going for you? Because you're in a classroom from, I imagine, seven to four almost every day. You don't have all this free time to be flamboyantly, you know, posting on social media and having lunch parties at your home. So how did you actually do it? Right. There was so many, I mean, there was no Instagram there are no Instagram stories even. I, I'm trying to think if Instagram was even around. I don't think Social so. media has evolved so much. Yeah, social media has changed so much, everything for this industry. But at the time, it was really... I would post on Facebook because I couldn't use social media during the day, right? I would post on Facebook in the morning. I would check it, check how it was doing. And if anyone liked it at lunch, I would listen to a self-development or a recorded call on the way home from work. I would follow up with people at night. And I just kept doing that wash, rinse, repeat pattern. A lot of it at the time was in person, right? Can I get a couple people over to my house? Can I do a coffee date? What I love is I feel like the pendulum like swung so far on the social media side. And now here we are swinging back to -to face-to-face in person. I think people are craving that so much after what's gone on in the world in the past few years. And so the way that I actually started my business with more in-person acquaintances, teachers, you know, talking and wrapping people in my classroom, like I was giving out samples, we had greens, all of the things. Um, did quickly switch as, as Facebook and Instagram just really started evolving, you realize you could push a button and reach 
500 people at one time. And it was like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of neat, you know? And then it was balancing out that in-person, um, you know, face-to-face building along with social media. And gosh, it's just, it's changing every day, isn't it? When you left your teaching job, had you replaced your salary yet? Or was this going to be, I know you were giving up a lot regardless with the pension, but had you replaced your salary or were you getting close? Like 10X. Yes. I, that was very quick. Yeah. There's not a lot to replace when you're a teacher. Let's be very honest. So I had, um, out earned my teaching salary and multiplied it multiple, multiple times. So what I want people to take away from what we've discussed thus far is she's probably the busiest person, right? A lot of us have more autonomy during the day to be doing things. Teachers do not. My friends are teachers and they have to hide their cell phones during the school day or they get in trouble. So like, let's just say that right now. We all have more time more than likely than a teacher. Um, Lauren, have you, have you heard the term burn the boat, like burn the bridge? Like, so you burned the boat to teaching. You burned the bridge, like back to your corporate job. Do you feel like that was necessary. And I, and what I mean, cause when I burned the boat or burned the bridge back to my corporate job and went all in, I noticed very quickly things escalated in, in a really good way because I was all in this had to work. Like this was how I was putting food on the table. So did you notice a change at that point or was it already pretty much humming for you? I mean, it was coming. I'll tell you what, momentum is a really exciting thing. And when you're rolling with it, it's going, whether you're going or not. Right. And I was running with it. I was riding that wave, but I will tell you when I did leave my job and I'm not saying that people should leave their jobs. 100%. I'm not advocating. If you're not in that position financially, or just even mentally in your mindset's not there (laughs) for it, it's not the right time. I'm not saying to do that, but for me, it was the right time for my marriage, for my family. And when I, when I did burn the boat, I'll tell you what, people noticed me as serious, committed, and that this was, this was it. And of course, people were really attracted to that as well. Okay. I have been following you for longer than I care to admit. And the one thing I want to say about Lauren's presence on social media is uh, she gives no fucks about anything. She is consistent. She is putting it out there. I mean, you are very, I wouldn't say uh, overly aggressive, but you're offering it up, Lauren, all the time. And don't you feel like consistency is something, I don't know about your team, but I feel like it's something that we all lack. We could all get better at. And there is no looking at Lauren's social media and not knowing exactly what she's doing or exactly where she is in Salt Lake City half the time now. Um, and, and I can you speak a little bit to that? Because you really you show up loud and proud always. Yes. I think it's necessary. I mean, at this, at this day and age, whether you're building in network marketing or really any industry, I mean, my husband is a photographer and I'm like, dude, you need to get on like Instagram more. Like you need to be posting. (laughs) He is not really, but I mean, he needs to be better, but I just think that it's such an important way that you connect and you build trust and you build relationships online. So no matter what you're in, if you're building a business, you're building a brand around yourself. You need to be sharing the things that you're doing. And I like it to be honest. I don't even think about it. I do. I overshare. Of course I do. Do you care if I'm at Pilates or do you care what I ate for lunch? I don't know, but I think Jennifer does. Like I think I, people do. I kind of do Lauren. And I, I kind of do. 
I know. So half of me thinks like, I don't really know if people care, but then why do I care about what Sally Sue ate? I do. People really get invested for you. They start cheering you on. And so when, you know, when I do make pivots in my life and when things change in my life, there are people that have watched me and followed me and, and been friends with me for years. And so that consistency is important because we just don't know where we're going in life. You don't know your next step. You Connection is important. It's social media for a reason. Being social is important. Also being a leader, I I can't expect people that are going to be in my on my team and people that are going to come and let me mentor them. I can't tell them to do something that I'm not willing to do myself, right? So I am showing up daily. I am sharing those things, what I'm doing. Lighting the way, honey. I want them to do that too. And that would just be so unfair of me, right? And so I, I also, I'm going to be honest, I, I enjoy it. I love it. I love social media. Some people hate it. Now I, I could do probably without Facebook and especially the past couple of years, all the back and forth, but I'm just a really big Instagram fan. I'll tell you what, the, the <laughs> random stories, I just love seeing glimpses into people's lives. And I think that that is what, how we all connect on there. Yes, I totally agree. I don't get much from Instagram. That's not, it's not about me tonight. It's not the me show. It's the Lauren show. So I'm glad that's working for you. Um, okay. So I want to get to a pivot that you made. So you were, it's safe to say at the tippy top, right. Of your network marketing company. And you might not remember this Lauren, but do you remember when I asked you to come to my company? Do you, yes, I do. <laughs> do you remember what you said? Uh, I do not. Okay. You guys, this is like baller. 10,000 status is I finally got the I hope that was nice. I hope that I was nice about it. No, Sometimes you were so nice. Not. But I finally, it was, I would say it was like six months, a year ago. You know, I saw her drinking wine, something like that. And I was like, girl, like, come on, like, come start with me. And she goes, well, why don't you come start with me? That's exactly what she said. And I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> and I'm telling, this is why I tell people to offer it up all the time. Cause for a hot second, I thought about it and I was like, could I see myself there? Could I see myself doing this? But the point is when you ask somebody, you've planted the seed where they're like, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. Maybe I could do those things. And obviously then things changed in your life. So let me kind of set the stage there. So I think it was the week of Christmas and I was in the grocery store checkout. Lauren and I have never met, by the way. Okay, this is total social media. Never met. We have mutual friends. But um, I'm in the grocery store checkout line and the lines are so long at Christmas time. And I'm like, I don't care because I can work from my phone, you know, work, work, work from my phone. And I'm scrolling and I see Lauren say that you change companies. And I think I, you're like the very first person that sent me a message. I think I like pushed post and I like prayed and like put my phone down. And then it was like, Pew. I was like, that, that was talk to me. I was like, what messenger talk to me? What is going on? And you had just got to Innsbruck with the family, I think, but okay, you guys. So to be a top leader at a company and make a pivot is I want to get into the psyche behind that because it is scary. It, people can be awful to you. It can get ugly. It can be beautiful. So Lauren, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you did it for a reason. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh, it's all those things. And now I'm sweating. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, there's a lot she um, so, can't say, but just tell us what you're comfortable no, with. There's a lot you can't say. Yeah, no, it's, not stuff that, it's definitely not anything that I can't say because you're never going to hear me say anything 
poorly about my former company. It changed my life. Literally every single thing about my life. I loved the products. I loved the people. I loved everything. I wouldn't have been loyal. I mean, loyal like a dog. I was like where amazing people like you would message me and I could easily turn them away. You know what I mean? I, I had no doubt in my mind. I was rock solid for a very, very long time. And it's interesting that you chose the word pivot to kind of theme this, this Zoom tonight because that that's something that I've had to do in my business. If you do anything long-term, you have to be willing to make changes and pivot. And a lot of that, and if you look at what the word pivot is, I mean, I think I learned it in basketball the very first time you're putting your foot down and you're moving the other one as you come against roadblocks. Like you turn, there's a person there, can't make a pass. I got to pivot and find someone else. And that's what a business owner, that's what entrepreneurship is, right? You're constantly pivoting. And it wasn't until I found myself really, you know, questioning if this was where I was going to be forever, right? And so it was not the best time, probably like the week before Christmas to decide to make a change. But that is when it when it came for me and it was not simple it was not easy uh people do think that when you you make a change that you're still bringing in the paycheck from that company that is not how how that goes you turn in your res- resignation and you know it's scary it it i'm a people pleaser i like people to like me i i love to make people happy and to know that I was going to disappoint people was really scary for me. But at the end of the day, I'm loyal to my family. I'm loyal to, you know, my husband and my children. And I needed to put my best self forward, right? I needed simplicity. I needed a place where I felt like everyone could be a winner, not just myself. And so I don't know. I I don't know if I outgrew it or what it was, but I had just lost my passion and belief to be quite honest, um, to be the best version and leader for others. Okay. So like I said, you're not going to hear any, you're not going to hear any tea or gossip out of me because I loved, love, love that company. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, did people like that? I made that decision. No. Was it hard for sure? Uh, was it super uncomfortable and scary? Definitely. But for growth for myself of where I'm going in my life, it had to be done. It had to be done. I, you know, uh, and I'm not saying being a com- company hopper because I think people can get that twisted of like, I'm going to just keep moving companies. I do think that you lose trust when you do that. But also people who know me, they know how loyal I was for nine years. And I don't think changing, like when I left teaching and people thought I was insane, right? To make this change. Um, you know, people don't, I think most people don't think that you are a, a hopper. It's the next step and phase in your life. I'm coming into my forties, different things are priorities to me. My family has changed. My lifestyle has changed. At the end of the day, I have to truly love and believe in something to be able to have integrity, to share that with other people. And so that kind of got me to where we are today. It's only been like what, eight weeks now. That's, that's what I've been mind blown about. But, um, you know, Lauren, why is it different? Like we can switch jobs. Like someone on my team came to me the other day and they're like, not afraid to tell me by any stretch, but like seeking advice. And I'm like, well, I think you should follow your heart and do what's best for you. But it's again, like I could go from this company to this company in corporate America and not be shunned or, you know, publicly humiliated or feel bad about it because I'm taking the next step. But for some reason in network marketing, it feels like 
you marry a company and then you have to stay uh, loyal forever. And that's the last kiss you're ever going to have the rest of your life, the last birth kiss, you know? So I applaud you. A couple months ago, my friend Emily was on here. She did the exact same thing as you. Your story sounds so familiar. She went from the top to the top, right? And so there's something you're doing, Lauren, that we want to understand because what you've done is remarkable to do it once and then to do it again. So I think we, you know, said there's a lot of work ethic. There's putting yourself out there. There's being fearless. But is there anything else you could attribute this massive success? And feel free to tell us about your current company because I know you love it and you can sell it all day, girl. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. Okay, I wanted to be super clear. I am not, I did not go from the top to the top. I went from the top to the very bottom, for, to the very, very bottom. I was going to say, or oh, you got to be there soon. But yes, but, yeah, I was going to say, but I have no doubt that I will get there. And that was the confidence I had coming into my first company. I knew that I would get to where I needed to be, whether that's at the top of the company. And to be quite honest, I could be at the middle of this company's compensation plan and be very comfortable at the middle. I don't have to be at the top again, right? Like, it's so crazy to me, but I, I do want people to understand, like, it sucks. It sucked leaving a five-figure monthly paycheck. Like, to be quite honest, it sucked people feel, you know, feeling like I disappointed people and people didn't like me. But you are going to, and at least I knew I was going to, crawl and climb my way back to the top. You know, and, and you say like, and how do you do that? You know, I think that having that belief in yourself, having that belief in your company, the products, the industry, of course, like I already believed in network marketing, but to be able to like burn it to the ground and start over, I think it's important for you to know that like, you're not starting over. You're starting from experience. You're bringing all the lessons with you, the good, the bad, the ugly. And that this is something, like you said, people freak out in this industry for sure, but this is normal. This is normal for people to grow. This is normal for people to want to change. And I'm not like, I'm saying it again. To be very clear, I'm not talking about that person that you see every single ever other month they're sharing a new company. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you are committed and I'm committed to this company. It's called Q Sciences. I'm super excited at what I've seen and what I've done and what I'll continue to do. And I will be confident and com committed here. And I just can't wait to kind of see what, what comes out of this next level, but I know it's going to pull a new grit out of me that I haven't had to, to use probably in years, to be quite honest. Okay, so next question. Actually, I want a, an observation. So I messaged you like a month ago and I said to you, I cannot believe that you are the fat. And she corrected me, so stick with me. I said it wrong, Lauren. I go, I cannot believe you're the fastest growing da-da-da-da-da and da-da-da-da-da. And she's like, I'm not. I was like, yes, you are. I saw you flying to whoever's house and drinking, whatever. And she's like, no, my team is. And I was like, wow. Like that really got me because I was like, wow, it's, it's the collective, right? It's not just her. It's not what she does. It's the collective. So 100%. one question about how you find these people, Lauren, and uh, then I want to talk to you about how you deal with the haters, because I know it's something that we both have had experience with. But how do you find these people that run with you? 
you know, are you reaching out to people in your network already? Are these people that are strangers to you? How do we identify the people that are going to make you the da, 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 team, whatever you guys call it there? I don't want to say it wrong. I always just say it's a triple crown princess team of whatever, because I just feel like that's what usually the accolades sound like. But no, I think that, you know, for me, I was not seeking out people, of course, like people are going to, the word's going to get out, right? The word's going to get out. Lauren made a change and people are going to know, but people are coming to me because one, like you were in my inbox first and so many people were because one, they want to know like what happened. I know that there's companies. Well, I wanted to know if you came to my company, first of all, but no, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. There's companies closing. There's companies merging. You guys, we haven't even seen half of it yet. What's going to be happening over the next couple of years and what's happening to this industry and just in business, businesses in general, we're going to see a lot of shakeups, right? And so I think people being curious first thing, but also a whole bunch of people that were just never going to join me, to be quite honest, in my former company that have been watching me for years and wanting to partner with me were ready to go. And so I had a lot of people coming to me. And of course that would happen naturally you know, your first month or two. But again, now here we are eight weeks later and I am constantly looking for people that are interested in this opportunity. Are there people that want to make a second stream of income? 100%. Do they want to work for it? Not necessarily. So it's really having to sort people. This is the very first time. And, and I do think that there's some really neat things about this company that I'm with now is that a big focus is breaking some old MLM habits. Gosh, that was a slap in the face, a gut punch in my stomach because the way that I had been working my business for nine years, I'm being told not to do. Actually, that's not a great practice, what you are doing. The way that you worded that was kind of spammy and trashy. And I was like, oh my gosh, the things that I was learning, even the way that I speak, hey, this is this is Sarah. She's my triple diamond. You know what? Sarah's not mine. Why would I say my triple diamond? I don't own her. Just as my company didn't own me, I don't own her. It's not my team. These are people that I'm working with. These are business partners. I mean, everything I was doing, I was like, I don't know if I can even do this. I'm learning and unlearning so many things. And this is where I start talking fast and sweating. You can tell I'm getting excited and passionate because my mind is blown. I'm like the learner. I'm I'm taking in so much, you guys. And these people that are coming to me have watched me be consistent. They've watched me be a leader. They they want to do business with me because they know the kind of person I am. It's it, building those relationships, right? That I've been doing for years. And this company really rewards working with the newest people. And so I'm here learning this all for myself too. It is a struggle for me. I think one of the things that you said, like, what's your biggest struggle? not knowing all the answers. I've been at the top. I've been in the top 20. I've known the answers. I know the resources. I can help anybody. I could do the presentation in my sleep. And so now coming somewhere new, it's hard to not know everything, but it's also so flipping exciting to oh. be the learner, to be the new kid on the block and just to be constantly evolving and learning. Like it put me at the bottom and I'm just gonna climb and learn my way to the top. Lauren, what I'm observing from you, which is like palpable to me, is that passion and that energy 
And I always joke with my team more. And I'm like, I want you to be you, but I want you to be you after like two espressos. Like, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. I want that level of fire, like coming out of you where it's like you burst through the computer. Right. And that's exactly what I'm getting from you. Now that might be innately in you. That might just be your personality, but you guys, I think one thing we can learn from her is when you show up, you just show up big and proud and excited and confident. Now I'm going to pivot, pivot a little bit, Lauren, like, how do you deal with like lackluster feedback? How do you deal with people who are like, God, no, I'd never, I'd never, I'd never, um, it's got to hurt, especially if it's like a friend or someone, you know, I think it's easier to sell to strangers. I think it's easier to recruit strangers, um, because it doesn't hurt so bad, uh, but how do you deal with that when people are like, I'm not going to join your, you know, 100%. When I joined this industry, I ran into my friend the night that I made my very first announcement post. And she looked at me in the face and said, oh, you're doing this. I don't like that company. And now I guess I'm going to have to block you. And that was the very first piece of feedback I got. And I'm talking from one of my very close friends, like very close college girlfriend. And I was like, okay, wow. And that comment would have taken a lot of people out. I'll be very honest. I have, I mentor people all the time that they get one negative feedback and they're done. That's it. And I'm like, you cannot, you cannot let that person steal your entire future. And so thankfully, like I am a confident person. And I knew that every single time I posted, someone reached out to me and asked more information for more information. They asked a question about a product or they asked if I would send them a video or something. So I knew that I was going to have to keep posting. She did not waver my belief or no, or my actions one bit, but it sucked. Okay. And now have I gotten that a million times? For sure. Do I post a reel and have really nasty comments talking about me being ugly or me being a scammer or spammer or whatever? For sure. That's part. Uh, I feel like that's part of the biz. And you, ha I have really had to build a shield. I call it. It's that my like personal development mindset shield that I can walk into battle at any time and know that someone's mean words aren't going to hurt me. Right. It's just like, I, I don't, I don't care. And also my block, but my block game is very, very strong. So I don't have time for that. My dreams are too big for that, that someone else's opinion is not going to take me off course. Does sometimes it hurt? Does sometimes it really suck, especially in this transition when you hear that someone that you've loved has said something or believed something about you that's not true? At the end of the day, I've learned you are not going to change anyone's mind. They have to believe that. They either need to villainize you to make themselves feel better. I used to think, well, they're just jealous. They're not jealous. I don't think that jealousy is part of it. I don't think like, oh, they wish they were doing what I was doing. I, I don't think they are, but I do think that they have to villainize you to feel better about themselves. And so whatever that comes from, I'm fine with it because if I, my dreams are too big to worry about it. I think it's a naivete, naive, like if they're naive also, I think to the business opportunity, Cause I would have put myself in that boat, Lauren, like, and I was following you back before I was in direct sales, you know, but I would think like that just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. How do they do that? It just doesn't make sense. Right. So I think for a lot of us, it's a teaching moment 
And it's a moment to ask questions. So what I want to say to the teacher, Lauren, so if someone, you know, says to you like, is this one of those MLMs or whatever, do you, do you guys call it direct sales or whatever? Like, do you have a canned response that you give out? Or is this a pyramid scheme? Or do you just kind of say, nah, this isn't for you? No, I, I don't. And I do agree with you. And I would... I mean, I, I say like, you can't change someone's mind, but I have actually had lots of conversations where I have kind of turned and, and changed someone's belief of what they think they know about the industry. Yes. So someone usually they say, oh, is it, is, it a, is it a pyramid scheme? Or they'll say, is it an MLM? And I'll say, oh, do you mean multi-level marketing company? Like I'll clarify, is that a pyramid scheme? Oh, do you mean network marketing company? Yes, it is. Um, pyramid schemes are illegal is usually what I say. And I would never do something that's illegal. If you know me, I, I'm a rule follower and I would not do something that was going to be illegal. So that used to be my, my line. And I do believe it is, I mean, as an educator, you're, you can teach them and you can try to help them, but some people are just are not going to receive it no matter what. And you can kind of tell if somebody just doesn't know, or if they're just being ignorant. You like, can, that's what I was, you just did. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You know, so don't waste your time with the people that are just going to cause every time you respond, they respond something hateful. Every time you're, they respond something hateful. But I do think uh, there's people out there that genuinely are interested, but just want to learn more. Because the first thing I would do, Lauren, is put on, I call it the Teflon suit. Oh, here's another one. Uh, I can't hear them, can't see them, no time for them. So no, I agree. But I think for my team, what I see, I got texts today. Well, they think it's a pyramid scheme. Well, they think yeah. it's this. Well, they think it's this. And the first thing I say is most corporations are pyramid schemes. In a pyramid scheme, the person at the top makes all the money. My company could not be more different. I have to assume yours is also where there's people down here making, you know, the, you, you know what I'm saying? And then also uh, I say the same thing. I'm like, I can't go to jail. I have four kids. So if you think I'm going to get in some sort of Ponzi scheme or Bitcoin garbage, like you're looking at the wrong person, Right. I do think when people say pyramid scheme, they're not always trying to be insulting. That literally is the only thing that they know that it's called. So they're not trying to be ugly. They're yeah. just, they're like, oh, is it a pyramid scheme? They think that's what the business is called. They don't know that it's called network marketing. They don't know it's direct sales. So I'll always clarify, oh, do you mean network marketing or direct sales? You know, and even if they say MLM for us, it seems like, oh, they've got a, like MLM is a bad word. Like, is this an MLM? I see that question. I'm like, oh God, they're like accusing me. No, they really just that's all they know it's called so then open up the conversation or they had one bad experience and you can easily change that you know okay so I want to talk about failure so you we talked earlier Lauren and you said because I know you have a hard stop at eight so I'm going to ask a few more questions and then open it up and we'll be done so I saw your social media post that you're talking to people about your business at eight I am so um, hey yeah, y'all can head right on hey, to the next one, right? As long as you took a shower, might as well use it, you know. So, but failure, like there has to be times where you're like, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work. My company might be struggling or my team is out to lunch. Like, what do you do then? Yeah, and that happens. And so, um, and you had said something earlier about like lackluster, like, feedback. Like that's going to happen too. You're going to have failure as a leader. You're going to have failure. You're going to have times where your volume goes down, your paycheck goes down. You've got team members that quit. Who has ever felt that where somebody has left, they joined your business and then they left your business. That happens. It takes the wind out of your sails. It sucks for every single person, right? But that is part 
of this industry. And so for me, I think that my, and I hate when people say, Lauren, I'm in a rut or Lauren, I'm in a funk. Like I hate those, like I cringe when that happens, but honestly, have I ever been in them? All the dang time. First of all, each time I was pregnant, that happened. I really struggled, especially during my third pregnancy. I was home. I was needing to nap. Like I had left teaching. I had never had a pregnancy where I could just lay on the couch all day. But also, guess what that affected? My income, my team's production, all of those things. So I kind of had to learn the hard way. And I wouldn't say that I'm a, like it was failure, but it was a learning moment. And so I think that everything. When we look back at those moments of failure as a teacher, uh, as just myself, as Lauren, I'm a problem solver. So I, I instantly go into what can I do better? How can I do this different? When I taught, if I, if I taught lessons and my students all bombed the test and did horribly, who is that a reflection on them or me? That was on me. So I would need to go back, present the lesson in a different way. Maybe we need to do something, you know, different lessons or, or present it in a different way and try again. Uh, that is the pivoting. That is the importance of pivoting in this industry, especially that you have to continuously do. Like I had to look at myself in the mirror and have that, like come to Jesus moment with myself and say, Lauren, you are at the point where your paychecks, like you're going to go back to work or you're going to figure this out. And I think that we talk so much about your why, but for me, it's like the why not like what I don't want to do anymore. I don't want to go back to work. I don't want to stress about what I'm ordering at a restaurant. I don't want to have to look and feel anxiety about if I can cover my bills or not. So that does that mean that I'm not going to do, I, I didn't want to learn TikTok, y'all. I didn't want to learn reels, but it was either I had to do something new and pivot and do something that maybe I wasn't comfortable doing, or I was going to go back to work, or I was going to have to lose time with my kids, not take the vacation I want. And I was just not willing to do that. So whenever I have a moment of failure or stress of like, things aren't really looking the way I want them to look, I have to go into that pivot mindset. What can I do better? How can I change something up? How can I solve a problem? And I instantly take action. I don't sit on those feelings very long because I think the longer you do, the deeper and deeper into a hole you dig yourself. I completely agree. And I also, it's poison. It's like you, you said a hole, I would put it in like a pool of poison. The longer you sit there and allow yourself in, like you can sit in the pain cave for a couple minutes and then you got to get out. But if you sit in the pain cave too long, you become part of it. And like you live there now and it's like this weird thing and it gets so much harder. So I'm always like, just slap yourself in the face, like pour some water on and like, let's roll. Like, let's reframe it. Let's, let's get going. Okay. So Lauren, I, first of all, I'm just so happy for you. Like I'm your success is so inspiring to me personally. I talk about you all the time. So what is the end game for you? Like, where are you going with like, where, what are your goals? Like, what are you and your team going to do? What, what's going on there? Well, that's a really good question. <laughs> I'm like, I think the goal setting for me, it's so important, but it's literally so hard, especially in this new company. Like I have no clue where the heck I'm going. All I know is I'm just really trying to continue to learn. Like is network marketing my end all be all? I have no clue. I'm looking at every single thing I do, every single person I meet, the relationship I'm building with you and the person that I talk to tomorrow as another part of my journey. Where will that lead me? Right. You might lead me somewhere. I might lead you somewhere. We might go somewhere together. Who knows? But every single experience that I have 
every relationship that I build, that network that we're continuing to grow takes us one step further in the direction we're meant to be. I don't know what that is, to be quite honest. I just want to be able to help a lot of people. And I want to be able to teach about this amazing industry that has changed my life. And I really feel so passionate about, I I believe more than ever people, a second stream of income when I started nine years ago was nice. It covered a bill. It's literally saving people. People are, you don't realize how many people are $500 away from like bankruptcy, serious issues of not being able to feed their families. That scares me. And I know, I, I and I just saw today, like this industry of influencer marketing, and do you consider yourself an influencer? I hate that term, but let's be honest. You're sharing a product with people. You're, you're influencing them to purchase it. People, people have to get, you know, with the program companies are all leaning this way. And so I'm just so excited to see one where this personal journey goes, but really just how this industry changes and grows. I find it very fascinating. I love to follow the trends of it all. And I I truly can't imagine myself being at a better place at a better time. And I'm just super pumped to see where this goes. I don't know about like a specific goal that I'm I'm working towards just then helping a lot of people learn how to help their families. Cause I just really think that that $500 to a thousand dollars a month will change so many people's lives. And that's my focus to just get as many people doing that as I can. And I just want you guys, you hear her swagger and her confidence about this. And I think this is something that so many of us can get better at. I was talking with my team today about how I work with drug reps that make, you know, 150, 250 a year and how so many of them, Lauren, are like two months away, like one layoff away from losing it all. Like people, like whatever their perception is on social media, whatever you think you don't really know. You don't really know and offering this. And as Lauren said, an extra 500 to a thousand dollars a month, no matter what company you're with, you can guide someone to that. You can. And if you don't know how you need to go back and watch your company training, I'm sure y'all have it laid out, mapped out somewhere, no matter what the company is. And Lauren, I feel like a lot of people feel like, well, I can't be like Lauren because I'm not like Lauren. Like I'm not already, I know you're not at the top right now, but you will be tomorrow. But like you're, you're already there. So you can, I'm like, you don't need to be there. You just need to be one step ahead and willing. Don't you agree with that? One step ahead. Yeah. And that's what the life change. And that's what's relatable though. That they don't want to hear, to be quite honest, people they don't want to hear about your your trip to the Bahamas. They don't want to hear about the million dollars that you've earned. They want to know how they can put gas in their car. They want to know how they can put food on their table. They want to know if you can help give them a little bit of extra time and some flexibility in their budget in their day. That's what we're here to help. And like you said, every single company can do that. And I believe that with all of my heart, the more people that I can help make that amount, I mean, the higher I'll go in the company, of course, but like, that's just the key to success. Mm -hmm. It's not how many million dollar earners I can have under me. 
It's literally, I mean, and that's the coolest thing. I can get to the top of this company without having anybody at any certain ranks. I just need to be helping all of those people at the bottom. And I'm like, here for that. I think that's just, that's life-changing. That's what this industry can do for people. And as soon as you stop looking for that perfect rock star, you stop trying to find that perfect person that's just gonna explode your business and bring you to the top. It's not about you. It's about helping a lot of people do a little bit, right? And that is going to just stack. That That's going to bring momentum. It's just, I am so excited about so it. One thing, and then we'll see if anyone has questions. I know there's a couple teachers on the call, but so Lauren, like when people say, just to go back to the pyramid scheme, because you got me thinking, because this is what happens when you talk to other people, like you start thinking. One thing I'll say to people is like, I'm going there. I'm going all the way, but I can't get there unless I bring a bunch of people with me. And I think that's meaningful for people to hear where it's not like I find Lauren and then I retire because that's the perception is like, I get Lauren, I get Pia, I get Michelle and I'm just out on my yacht, you know, smoking cigars all day and drinking cheap rosé. Like that's not what it's about. You have to find the people and mentor them and guide them, have them do the same. So I'm not making any money if they're not making a lot of money and I want a lot of money. So they need to be making a lot of money, which is not a terrible, not a terrible thing. Um, okay. Lauren, exactly. last question. And then we'll take, um, questions. Where can we find you on social y'all be following her? Cause what she's doing works. So give us all your handles everywhere. You're so sweet. Um, it's really easy. It's just my name. So not so Facebook, easy, Lauren. Not so easy. On Facebook, it's Lauren Casamatis. On Instagram, it's Lauren Casamatis. That's all. I don't do the Twitter. Okay. I'm going to try the LinkedIn because you have sold it to me and I am going to lean in and learn LinkedIn. I, to be quite honest, as a teacher, I didn't think that I was a business person. And so I never was on it. I didn't need to make connections that way. And then with my former company, I didn't really find it to be a professional, uh, whether I was right or wrong, I didn't look at it as a professional business. And that was probably my bad, right? Yeah. Like listening to you talk about it 100%. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is your ideal person. And they're all in one place. Like that's yeah. so exciting. Well, if- I am going to be soon on LinkedIn as probably Lauren Casmatis. Oh my gosh. I'm Jennifer Schultz Jones everywhere. And I always feel like I'm like, I'm not creative. Okay. I didn't know what cute thing to come up with. Like no, even the picture, no. or whatever. Like, yeah. just, the yeah. picture that you had of me for this, that pink shirt picture, it's the same profile picture everywhere. That's another like little tip. Just keep the picture the same. So people aren't confused when they're paying you Venmo or they're going to try to find you somewhere. Same picture across all platforms, same name across all platforms. You want it to be easy to find you and people know who you are, right? It's not like I love cats and like, that's your name on Instagram. I, I love that you love cats, but just make ear name, right? I don't know why bunnies came to mind. I don't even have a bunny for me, but um, okay. If anyone has questions for Lauren, go ahead and unmute. Also, you guys, if you're watching this recording, whenever, maybe it's three o'clock in the morning where you are, you can send her a DM, send her a Facebook request. You can look up Q Sciences, Q Sciences, right? Yeah. Yep. Quint- it stands for quintessential biosciences. So yes, oh. Q Sciences. Well, we all learned something new. I didn't know that. Um, Michelle, I know you're a teacher. Do you have any questions or anybody? And if not, Lauren, I she does have one, I think. Look how cute you are, Michelle. What's going on? Unmute. Hi, JJ. How's it going? Hi, Lauren. Hey. 
So great to meet you. Um, I guess my, I have a ton of questions, but the one that popped in my head was, I know like there's this no right or wrong thing to say, right. When you're trying to tell people about what you do, you know, I, I find that I'm very open. I live my business out loud. I share what I do. I'm very proud of it. And I find that sometimes people are like, you know, running away or like, you know, dodging me because I don't want to hear about it <laughs> anymore. So what would you advise as far as just to continue being like loud and proud, but also not scaring people away? <laughs> 100%. I think that you have to, you have to talk to people in like multiple ways, right? So we're, we're posting maybe on social media, but then you're also, you have to be in inboxes. Anybody who tells me that they don't send messages and that they don't talk to people, I don't believe you. You have to talk to people some way, whether that's in the messages, whether you hop on a Zoom, whether you FaceTime them or or something like that. It's just kind of continuing to keep the conversation going. And I will Mm -hmm. tell you without bothering people and bugging people, when I put you on my follow-up list, you're on my follow-up list. Like you are on that list until you tell me to go like F off, right? Like I am, you're you're on the list. because life changes for people. Um, mm-hmm. I think they said like every 60 to 90 days, there's something that happens in someone's life that changes their tune. Somebody who is completely closed off to my business, all of a sudden got a divorce, had a baby. It could be good things. It could be bad things. Had a baby, um, lost their job. Uh, got, yeah. Like Jennifer, whenever you share, like people get laid off, like there's just so many things. Medical happening. bills. Like that's a big one. You know, things happen and we have these mounting medical bills and yeah. It could yeah be you got it. You got, you, yeah. You're, you got an offender vendor or gas prices went up. I mean, it could be a million things. People's tunes change. And so just to always let them know. And I think that that's where the consistency piece comes in, that you're loud, mm-hmm. you're proud, you're sharing your business and that people know that you're still there, that you still have have that option. And so I just do check-ins, you know, Hey, we talked six months ago. We talked a year ago. I just wanted to check in to see if anything's changed. And if you're looking for extra stream income, I can tell you now people in 2023 that maybe weren't so comfortable with it in 2020 and they are looking, they are, they are open to other ideas. And so I just say, don't give up on people. If someone, if you're bugging people, they'll tell you a lot of times. I mean, I do have a follow-up where I'll say, would you like me to take you off of my list? I just straight up ask them. I don't want to bother you. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. If you'd like me to take you off my list, I can stop following up. And a lot of times people will say, please don't continue to check in with me. I'm not ready right now, but don't take me off your list. And then I love say, that. Yes, please do. And I'm like, I like when they they say, if they say, please do, I'm like, thank you. Because I, I really was annoyed that you were looking at my messages and you weren't responding. So just tell me that I can stop following up with you because I will gladly do so. Okay. Pia, thank you. Pia, do you have, that was a great response. One thing I want to add, and then Pia, if you have anything, Lauren, I'm going to share a tip with you that works really well for me is when somebody friend requests me, likes my post, LinkedIn DMs me, whatever. I'm always like, Thank you so much for supporting my post or thank you for the friend request. Um, Were you just interested in growing your network or being supportive, depending if they liked or just asked, you know, or are you interested in my business? And I I think that I got that message from you because I have been sending that for the last, I didn't know where it came from, but I just started sending it in the last eight weeks. I was like, thank you so much for, you know, voting on my poll on Instagram. I was like, were you you interested in the products or were you just being supportive? And I got that from you. 
Like, and it's so not icky. And I love how you said, would you like me to take you off my list? That's just being human. That's just like getting to the point. Like, I love that. It's so simple, but it's like so profound. It's so profound, Lauren. It's so simple. And it's so, it's like, that's verbiage is everything. I swear. I think verbiage is, Pia, do you have a question or anything? I know you're talking about quiet, no, quiet quitting. Michelle, anything? Oh, there she goes. No. Okay. Michelle, anything else? Teacher to teacher. What do you teach, Michelle? Um, so I am a reading support teacher. I've taught everything from kinder to fifth grade. And so I have my, I have my master's in educational leadership as well. So going to principal was my dream, wasn't my, my, my path. And that was in 2019. And then everything has been changing ever since COVID. And, um, I'm in San Diego and I'm in the second largest district in the in California. And it's like, they, nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> just, just, yeah. yeah. But, um, I love where, um, I love this opportunity and I think so many other people would do really well. It's just, I like, like you said, JJ, the, the verbiage uh, to me, verbiage, oh, verbiage. Is, and that's why I'm always asking what's, what do you say? What's the best thing to say? So Michelle, I was just going to say it's rather than looking to what JJ says, you think about from your heart, what are you offering to the people you're talking to? It's not mm-hmm. JJ's scripts. It's not Lauren's scripts. It's exactly. not Lauren's scripts. It's figuring out how to actually connect and what it is you're offering, what solutioning, you know, what solution can you offer to the person that you're talking to person to person? Like what relationship are you building and based on what? Right. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, to me, the relationship and it's a long game. Yeah. It's for most of us. There are some unicorns out there. We all know one, maybe two. Now we don't know you, Lauren, all that well, <laughs> but most of us aren't unicorns for most of us. It's relationship building and trust building. It's, it's building that like, like love and trust factor. Right. But you got to come from a place of service. You have to come mm-hmm. from a place of you have a solution to offer to someone. You got to believe in that. Last yeah. thing. Yeah. Pia, that was genius, first of all. And I think also, and then Lauren, we're letting you go in one minute. Um, There was a post on one of our threads, Pia, I think you saw it today, where the girl was like, I responded to this DM with this. And it was like the numbers of like what you can earn. And it was like a little bit of compensation plan. Lauren, it was just a little like paragraph on comp. And I was like, no, no. And then Michelle, who's on the call, she responded with like, actually, that would speak to me. Like that's talking my language. And then other people chimed in, don't you dare. And other people like, I loved it. Talk to me more. So it's so funny because to Pia's point, it's not like what I say or what Lauren says or how we say it. It's like what resonates from you to that person. You know, Lauren, this was hilarious though. So I'm like, don't you dare talk numbers. That's paralyzing. And everyone's like, no, we like it. We like it. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, that's, and that's where those, those color personalities or your Enneagram or your whatever, uh, those personality tests really come into play because you talk numbers to me and I'm like, you talk dirty to me, baby, let's go. Like, oh, I love that. I like get so excited. Like, show me the numbers where somebody else who's like, 
I, that goes way over my head. That overwhelms me. That shuts me down. And that is, that's why it's like that we can't just fall into like this one size fits all script. It is, it's the relationships. Right. And you just kind of try, since we don't know most of these people, you just try different things. Right. And that's what the great thing is. I think it usually takes seven to 11 exposures. If exposure one doesn't work, you pivot and like, okay, she didn't respond when I sent her all the numbers. Maybe I'm going to send her a voice message about an event that we're doing. Maybe that will appeal to her, you know, that seven to 11 times it takes for somebody to, to join or to buy or whatever. So you just keep trying, keep pivoting. Okay. You're going to another zoom. Thank you, Lauren. I want to leave everyone with one tip, one tip before you log off that I got from Lauren. I take a lot from her. So you guys go follow her. She put up a poll and was like, do you guys want to talk about the business tonight at eight tomorrow at 10 or like tomorrow at two? And you had them vote. And I was like, I love you. So glad you came on. Have good luck on your next call. And uh, we'll talk soon. You guys go follow Lauren. Thanks, Lauren. I'm going to smash a defibrillator onto your business. If you aren't exactly where you want to be in your direct selling company, something needs to drastically change. If you've been consistent and still haven't crushed top rank, I want to burn the entire metropolis you've created and build it back differently. Join me at igniteandlaunch.com. If any of this is resonating with you, make sure you join us over at Ignite and Launch Society. Want to get to know me better? I'm Jennifer Schultz-Jones across all social media channels and of course my favorite, LinkedIn. Want more information on anything we talked about today? Click the link in the show notes. If this brought you any value, please rate and review on Apple or Spotify. See you next time.